Hey guys, this is Jason Marsden. I voice Max Goof. Hey, if Max were here, he'd say, hey, check it out. My buddy PJ just told me about this great new podcast that I should listen to. It's called The St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Oh, man, let's get dangerous. Sounds like a blast. I'll listen to it right after this Powerline song ends. <laughs> Okay, folks, it's time to unleash the Dark Wings. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Dark Wing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Mike Russo, and Tiffany Silver Braun. How you doing, Tiff? Pretty good. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, we got a really big snowstorm last week, uh, which was nice to get that much snow. We got it on the weekend, so would have been nice to have had a snow day from work, but. I'm not complaining. When I'm able to get my kid outside to build a snowman and enjoy ourselves, it was nice. You guys don't get snow where you live, though, right? Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> nope. Nah, I have... in California that much. Maybe in the mountains a little bit. It's a shame. Have you ever been anywhere where there was snow? Have you lived anywhere but California? Um, I was in Washington for a little bit. Um, I remember... The first time I ever saw snow, I was an adult. I think I was like in my 20s, my early 20s or something. Oh, and that's crazy. It's so hard to wrap my brain around that. <laughs> I know. It was, it's always crazy for me. The first time was um, I was taking the Greyhound somewhere and I was by the mountains and we got out for a break and I just saw like these little wisp, these like little tiny like snowflakes falling, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's snowing!" And <laughs> everyone's just like looking at me like I'm a weirdo, <laughs> and I was like, twinkle in my eye, like so excited. <laughs> well, snow is pretty amazing, as yeah. long as it doesn't completely ruin your commute or completely bury your car. Yeah, and then I also remember driving through somewhere and I saw snow again and it's weird when you don't grow up with it because the way that it looks is fake like it looks like a Christmas decoration like that's kind of the only context is that it looks like a fake Christmas decoration (laughs) (laughs) uh so we have some um congratulations in order for one of our frequent guests um, Bill Yudesky became a father last week. Yay. Yay. Congratulations, Bill. <laughs> I hope your little, uh, tailspin fan in the making is doing well. <laughs> um, cause you know, that's what's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but congrats, man. Um, of course, to our listeners, Bill was on a whole bunch of episodes we've done he was actually on with um, both of us, Tiffany, on the Disney Afternoon episodes from last yep. year. And he was on for the DuckTales retrospective, a few other episodes, the Jim Cummings and retrospective, and the the voice actors who have passed away, episode two. So he's been on a lot. And um, nothing but congrats for him. We wish him... And if you know what? And if the baby doesn't turn into a Tailspin fan, you know... 
you know you have a Back to the Future fan in the making, too. <laughs> so congratulations, Bill. We love you, man. So um, you wanted to talk about something tonight before we start talking about this comic, didn't you, Tiff? Yep. <laughs> what was, so what, what are we talking about tonight before we start? Uh, comic books. Comic books? <laughs> We don't talk about comic books here. <laughs> but no, seriously. So um, what's your history with comic books? Um, my dad was a huge collector, so I grew up with um, heavily with comic books. And like, um, What types? Um, well, he was super um, into DC comics and Batman specifically. And, I mean, I'm kind of the same. I love Batman. I love DC. I like Marvel, too, just not as familiar with stuff. I mean, yeah. I like horror comic books, and, um, yeah. And, yeah, he was the one who read, who um, got me into reading the Uncle Scrooge comics, too. <laughs> ah, I have never owned a Batman comic. <laughs> um, I've owned a lot of comics over the years, but... Mostly not the superhero stuff. And I don't really have, even have that much of the Uncle Scrooge stuff. I have like a some modern reprints. Nothing old, though. Not to say I'm not aware of the Carl Bark stuff. I just don't have a lot of his work. Uh, do you have stuff you've collected now that you have? Different? Um, yeah, I have a, a pretty good comic collection now. Um, but my thing is specifically all the female um characters mainly cool. superhero characters that's what i try to like have is my focus of my collection who's your um, favorite female superhero well i like harley quinn i also like batgirl <laughs> okay um, yeah my wife likes batgirl and my daughter likes wonder woman i like wonder woman too um on the marvel side i like storm and i like um Recently, I like America Chavez. I don't know if you know that character, America. Doesn't ring a bell. I think she's going to be in one of the Marvel movies. Because so. of course she is. <laughs> yep. There's, um, there's no Marvel character at this point that I could say shouldn't be in a movie. Because if they can make the Guardians of the Galaxy relevant, they can do anything. <laughs> do you um, have any comics that you're that you want that are on your like list of ones to get no apart from the marvel disney afternoon comics that i'm trying to find an issue 10 for cheap which is very hard no not really um but i, I mean i have a lot of comics uh, i have um the closest thing i have to like superhero comics is i have the the marvel godzilla comics from the 70s and those had the Avengers and the Fantastic Four in them. I have... The only DC comics I have are the Animaniacs ones. So you, you kind of see where my interest goes. It's most of the <laughs> yeah. cartoon stuff. I have a lot of the old Disney stuff. Disney Afternoon, the Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, uh, Tailspin I've got. Um, I do have most of the Archie Comics Ninja Turtles issues. I have most of that stuff. Nice. As as well as uh, Marvel's Ren and Stimpy comics, and of course all the the Boom and Joe Book's Darkwing stuff. Multiple copies of every issue of that. 
Like obviously most of what I what I was into and most of what I bought was either Godzilla or Disney or other cartoons. Yeah. Not, not really the superhero not stuff. Really superhero stuff. <laughs> and I'll plug if anybody wants to listen to it, last year, shortly before Godzilla vs. Kong came came around, um, I was on a podcast. It was called the Epic Marvel Podcast. They had two episodes talking about the Marvel uh, Godzilla comics. So I was on that about a year ago. So anybody who wants to listen to that, it's called the Epic Marvel Podcast. And that was hosted by um, Curtis Finley, who was on with us for the Jurassic Jumble episode a couple of years ago. So want to check that out. Go right ahead. And any other comic stuff you want to talk about, Tiffany, before we move on? Um... I think that's it. I, okay. I... Uh, short bit of news before we start. If if you didn't want to join the Disney Movie Club to get a hold of the Rescue Rangers Blu-ray, it is available on Amazon. And it's dropping next week. Um, I think the 15th. And based on the packaging I've seen, it is going to be... Full screen. So thankfully, the crop to widescreen versions on Disney Plus are not what we're getting. I hate that. I really hate that, too. But at least now we're not stuck watching it on Disney Plus. We actually are going to have high def, a complete high def collection of it. Right. Uh, so so I, I did pre-order it. Hopefully we're not burned by something else. I hope I hope it's presentable. I hope it looks good. I hope there's nothing wrong with it. The the packaging on the back, it does have a content warning on it. Similar to what's on Disney Plus, which gives me hope it at least isn't edited. And we know every episode is there. So that's a start. Maybe we'll get more. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm looking forward to seeing what it's like. My guess is Disney realized... Anybody who's going to sign up for Disney Plus to watch these shows did it two years ago. And now this is the only way left they can make money from these shows. <laughs> now they're doing it on Blu-ray. After after all this time has passed and they realize we've milked this stuff as far as we can, except on home video. I'm hoping we get the other shows. But since Tailspin, Darkwing, and DuckTales have not been remastered as far as I know. Who knows? It's weird that they wouldn't start with DuckTales. Seems like that's their number one. DuckTales A is complete on DVD. So I I don't think there's a huge rush for it. And B, DuckTales is looking pretty rough. They're going to have to really go in and scrub this. And I'm scared because if the Goof Troop in HD lost all their unique animation from the theme song... What's going to happen to DuckTales' theme song? Yeah. Because, like, half of that is unique animation. If they have to remove that, they're going to butcher the theme song. I'd rather rather them leave DuckTales alone. And, like, Darkwing? Oof. Who who knows? (laughs) I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. It'll be nice to actually own all of Rescue Rangers. Like, all of it. So... It won't be long before we're talking about those. They're coming out pretty soon. But, okay, so jumping into Darkwing Duck, issue number six, released uh, November 2010. 
Let's talk about these covers, Tiffany. What's the first cover? What's cover A? Cover A is the Silvani cover, and it has um, Darkwing, and he's on standing on like a brick wall with a gas gun, and you see the Quiverwing Darkwing behind him about to shoot him with an arrow. Cool cover. Nothing, nothing crazy, but it's nice, and it's relevant to the story. I actually like cover B more. Me too. I mean, yes, <laughs> I really love Silvani's stuff. But his stuff is in every single issue. The contents are all his work. So when you get somebody different on a cover, it's nice. Uh, cover B was um, drawn by somebody named Diego Jordan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, describe cover B, Tiff. Cover B is a, a parody of um, Batman number nine, Golden Age Batman, which is Darkwing, um, Launchpad, and Goslin in a spotlight. And the original cover was Batman and Robin, correct? Yes. I think I think I researched it. 1942. Yep. That comic book be worth a fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really nice. I love this art. It yeah. even says after Bob Kane on the uh, on the signature down there. <laughs> Characters are drawn really nice too. Yeah. I like the um, highlights. Although the colorist, once again, I don't know if it's the same colorist, colored launch pads, legs, and feet wrong. <laughs> yeah, again, that happened. <laughs> yeah, he's got the you know yellow colored feet when they should be his brown boots. That's why he's behind Darkwing. He's hiding that he's not wearing his pants. <laughs> we talk too much about launch pads' feet. <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> every time i think we're done we get back to it <laughs> so here we go with part two of crisis on infinite dark wings and once again like this is becoming this is just going forward this is just how it how it is most of the dialogue is different between this and the joe books nothing substantial has changed but once again the characters sound like themselves, especially Negaduck and Darkwing. And there are more verbal jokes in Definitively Dangerous. So obviously my opinion is if you have Definitively Dangerous, it's the only version worth reading. If you could find it for cheap, which I know is almost impossible right now, get that. I mean, if you find it for anything less than $100, definitely consider it. That's I'm directing it towards you, Tiffany, and everybody else, <laughs> because once you read these, you immediately realize, OK, the boom issues were good, but this is just taking it to the next level, which, like last week, I'll point out a few instances when things were changed that helped the jokes or helped the storyline or adds a few more Darkwing entrances worth mentioning. So that said, how does issue six start so you see a shadowy figure on a gargoyle which is a gargoyle or the gargoyle <laughs> it's goliath from gargoyles oh and by the way this is the issue where james Silvani completely loses his mind <laughs> super reference heavy in fact on this page you don't just get goliath uh baloo in his tailspin outfit is um, watching us through a window. <laughs> so, 
So what's going on? So it's um, it looks kind of like it's Darkwing, but it's actually Negaduck. Yep. There. And um, next page. <laughs> yep. Next page. Okay. <laughs> next <laughs> As you guys can tell, we don't take notes. We're just looking at the comics as we're doing this. It's a lot easier. <laughs> I'm done with taking notes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's explaining how things got started with Negaduck and Magica. He's monologuing. <laughs> yep. So um, they're yeah. in the uh, Quiverwing uh, Duck universe, basically. Yeah, and you see him, he smashes, he has a giant mallet, and he smashes a building, and you see Quiverwing, Darkwing, and he electrocutes him and captures him. Or it looks like, not not electrocute, it's um, Magicka's magic. Yeah, Magicka basically zaps him out, hypnotizes him, or just whatever it is, he's got spiralized and he's knocked out. And Negaduck ties him up, and Magicka makes a comment like, do you really have to tie him up? And Negaduck's like, you never underestimate Darkwing Duck. Which is true. <laughs> you take your, you know, gotta take your chances. Don't take your chances with Darkwing Duck, true. Um, we do learn that Negaduck escaped the crime boss thanks to Magicka's help. Yeah. That's, that's explained to us, which that makes sense. And they have a back and forth again. Negaduck talks a bit less in Definitively Dangerous. He just can't keep his mouth shut in this comic. <laughs> Talking a little bit too much. But Magica makes it clear in like a thought bubble that she's only interested in Scrooge as a dime. And once she's got that, she has no use for him. Yeah. And Negaduck makes a comment that he doesn't know what this particular Darkwing is called. But the outfit sure looks familiar. Because who wore the Quiverwing outfit? Goslin. Yep. So we cut over to the Mallard household, where Darkwing is having a fit. Because now he's public enemy number one. Yep. And he's there with Launchpad, who's still wearing his quackwork suit, Goslin, and Morgana. He's not just public enemy number one. He's pu- public enemy one through five. <laughs> oh, and a good joke in the Definitively Dangerous... Um, Launchpad says he's one through five, even above Dr. Slug. <laughs> Yay, Dr. Slug again. Yep. <laughs> I love that they still reference him. You <laughs> got you got to know the show to make these references. And even though I ragged on Ian Brill's writing, you could tell he is a fan of the show. He just has a hard time writing some of these characters. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, we do notice in the art, Drake has pictures of Donald, Scrooge, and the nephews on the wall. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Why would he have that? But anyway, Darkwing is trying to piece things together. He mentions, you know, there's the dinosaur, the flaming arrows, the UFO. Not exactly Darkwing style, he says. Because now the whole city's out for blood because of these doppelgangers all over the place. And then we get our very first appearance in the comic of Herb Muddlefoot. Yay. And Tank. So Tank obviously did not get stuck in the chimney. He did not. <laughs> he was not forgotten about. He didn't die up there. Um, they got him <laughs> down. <laughs> they got him down. Um, another 
really good Joe Book's correction for definitively dangerous. I don't think Herb Muddlefoot would be out to get Darkwing the way he's chanting here. He says, one, two, three, four, Darkwing Duck has got to go. And he's having a hard time with his chant. He says, because he's a menace and a danger to all of us. And weren't we better off without him? But in the Joe Books version, he says, actually, Darkwing Duck's a nice guy. Can't we just talk to him and we can all get along? <laughs> he's my best friend. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, which sounds a lot more like her. And if you look behind him, there's a bunch of signs. Some of them are pretty generic. Um, you watch the waters because there's still that problem with the water that hasn't been addressed yet. When there's That's trouble, probably you blame VW. Dark green, go home, wherever that is. Purple <laughs> is the color of evil. And the smallest sign <laughs> all the way in the back, what does it say? It says, bring back bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, it's so great. So, um, just for Will. <laughs> just for Will. As Will would say, ew. But you, you know how I feel about bonkers. It's terrible, but I'm so fascinated by it. Yeah. So they didn't mention the water. So we check in with this water situation where we have yet another reporter who is not Tom Lockjaw. <laughs> um, Myron Plastic. I don't know if that, I'm not getting the pun, if that even yeah, is a pun get it either <laughs> but apparently the gist of all this dialogue is the water gets crazier and funkier the more the city gets mad knowing what we know about who like shows up in the last part of the story arc this actually makes sense yep but if you don't know going in this is super cryptic and um he, this guy gets attacked by a huge wave if we didn't know any better, who would we think is doing this? You would think that it's Liquidator. So who knows? Maybe it is. I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> okay, so Darkwing Hatch has a plan to do a press conference on the bridge to address what's going on with these Darkwing doppelgangers and the water. Because he's got to save his reputation. And uh, we get a lot of more Silvani references here including a lot more portraits of Scrooge and the kid, uh, you know, the nephews and Donald. We do get the Basil statue. We also get the carpet from Aladdin in one panel. Yep. So, again, he's lost his mind, and I love it. <laughs> Goslin wants to come along, too, as Gosmo Duck, but what does he tell her? He says that he needs her to be part of the crowd cheering him on <laughs> and that drawing of Gosling with the flames over her head she's so mad and of course he wants morgana to come with him to combine their powers she wants him to help her he she wants he wants her to help him i should say so negaduck is watching this from his hideout with magica and he's loving it because he can tell what's going on is getting to darkwing and in the Joe Books version, he makes a comment under the under his breath that basically Matchka should shut up and make him a sandwich. Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't that is the vibe you get from the art with him sitting in that old beat up um, recliner? He's like, shut up and make me a sandwich, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Negaduck would totally say that. Yeah. But Magica asked him if he has something to do with the water. 
And he's like, no, but he's glad it's happening because it just gives Darkwing more to do. Yeah, he loves the chaos. He loves the chaos. Um, so we go to the bridge. This is when the references go into like hyperdrive Overload. here. <laughs> Overload, yeah. And there's a second reporter. Now we met um, Dip Dobson in issue one. Now here is Chip Dipson. <laughs> Do you think it's that's funny? <laughs> it's confusing, is what it, it is. <laughs> I miss I I miss Tom Lockjaw. Yeah. So all these people have appeared on the bridge waiting for Darkwing's press conference. For now, all the people are pretty generic characters for the most part. But some we get a guy. And some of them are um, not. <laughs> some of them are not. We'll get to those. Um, maybe this guy just says Darkwing. There's someone with a no Darkwing T-shirt. One kid's holding a a, a Thunderquack toy. Um, and then Darkwing makes his entrance. You know, I want to say about that, I kind of wish they kept up the the thing, like, in the show where all his fans are, like, super nerds. <laughs> that they, would be great. Or at least reuse those character models. Yeah. <laughs> um, although one, one sign says, we love you, Darkwing. And when I see that, I think of Let's Get Respectable when they keep replaying that <laughs> yeah. one guy going, we love you, Darkwing. Over and over in the entire middle act, it's just totally. that one sound bite. We love you, Darkwing. Um, <laughs> totally. So Darkwing shows up. He gets an entrance. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bad reputation uh, you can't shake. But there's more. The definitively dangerous has him enter. He doesn't say I am the terror that flaps in the night. He says. I am the sunshine that chases the clouds away. <laughs> he says that because in the previous scene, Launchpad's like, you know, when you go to the bridge, maybe you shouldn't say terror. <laughs> so Darkwing says that. And then he says, I am the extra French fries at the bottom of your hamburger hippo bag. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is great. Um, but don't let that distract you from the fact that right below Darkwing are a bunch of characters who are based on Disney princesses. Yeah, we got we we were trying to figure out who all of them are, and some of them are kind of sketchy, but we know we see Mulan and Snow White and Jasmine. And then I think on the um, upper left it might be Belle because of the hair. I think one might be Cinderella too. Which but they're, they, oh yeah 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 on the but the, they are kind of vague. But you know they're based on princesses because they have colored irises. Yeah. And Morgan is there too. She's watching as well. Is she a Disney <laughs> princess? I don't know. <laughs> so Darkwing <laughs> So Darkwing addresses the crowd. And again, even though we see the back of the crowd's heads, we know most of these characters are based on something. Among the ones we saw, and jump in if I miss any, Chippendale, and you know it's Chippendale because Chip has his rescue rangers hat. We got the little pigs, three little pigs. I know we see the March Hare, Stitch, who's colored tan for some reason. Abu. Uh, who else did we see? Uh, the two Wuzzles on the top yes. um, left. Top left, two Wuzzles. You got Meg from Hercules, an orange Cheshire Cat. Yeah. 
and yeah. probably a whole bunch more that we're not quite like making out. Maybe it's Tramp in the very, very front foreground. The color kind of hurts it because everybody's colored wrong. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are Easter eggs there if you know where to look. So Darkwing addresses everybody, you know, goes on and on and on. And it's all Darkwing dialogue. Nobody in the, the crowd is saying anything. But in the Joe Books version, um, Darkwing makes a comment like, I'll make this brief. And somebody goes, that'll be a change. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but again, if you look really carefully at the microphones he's talking into. Tiffany, what color are they? They are red, blue, yellow, green. Wait, yeah, green. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll correct you, Tiffany. They are yellow, blue, red, blue, yeah, purple, too. Purple blue, too. purple, green, green, and, and yellow. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Tonight was the first time I ever noticed it. I was trying to say it in the order it appeared. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't expect you to do that. Um, so Darkman goes to the edge of the bridge, and he's ready for whatever's down there in the water. And Morgana's ready to use her magic on it, I guess, to figure out what it is. Yeah. Revealo. <laughs> yeah, but she can't detect it. She kind of gets a little dizzy as she's trying to figure this out. Who does Darkwing think it is? He, just like everybody else reading it, thinks it's Liquidator. And... It is Liquidator, but he isn't the source of the problem. He jumps out of the water. He's like, wrong. He Beautiful splash page yes. jumping out of the like, literally, Splash it's a, page. Literally, pun definitely <laughs> intended. So yeah, I love it, that. It's so Liquidator, awesome. I, lo I love he gets a scene. Like, it makes yeah. up for the fact that we haven't seen him in a while. And he, even though it's very expository, it does kind of sound like him. Because he starts with, friends, has this ever happened to you? Yep. And apparently he explains that he was in prison in like a cell meant to contain him. But the special force made him join the rest of the city's water. It drew him into it. And he tells everybody, act now, your lives are a limited time offer. <laughs> and all the liquidator art is really good. It looks just like him. It's really, really great. Yeah. I think this is the last we see him until Joe Books. Not counting Dangerous Currency, which, again, I don't count as canon. <laughs> Although we are going to, we definitely are going to review it, but we're not going to count it as far as canon goes. So things are about to hit the fan. Negaduck realizes that. And for the very first time, Silvani draws him with sharp teeth. Yeah. So he presses the button. Definitely shades of Justice Ducks when they mm -hmm. push the button on the Electro Slave device. Totally. And when he says release the Darkwing, I hear the music from that sequence in my head. Me like, too. I, you can't hum it because it's more like generic <laughs> yeah. like action music, but I hear it. And That's then... Funny. I love the colors too and all the underground um, scenes with Magicka and Negaduck are really very, nice. Very well done. Absolutely well done. And then we get Bowling Ball Darkwing, which who, <laughs> who we mentioned last issue was on the cover of issue five. Um, more references. This guy in his office has the seven dwarves figurines on his windowsill. 
And then Bowling Ball Darkwing crashes through the window. And he gets an entrance. <laughs> What's his entrance? I am the terror that rolls in the gutter. I am the 710 split you can't pick up. I am Bowling Ball Duck. I mean, Bowling Ball Darkwing. <laughs> and uh, definitively dangerous left that alone. That entrance is just perfect. It didn't have to improve it. Usually if there's an entrance in one of these issues, definitively dangerous, expands on it or improves it. They didn't touch this one. He's like, are you a talking bowling ball? <laughs> Why, Why, yes. Yes. <laughs> Everybody panic. <laughs> and we I cut back that. to the bridge, and who rolls up? You see Tank Tread roll up and see it's Dark Warrior Duck. I like how the art is blurred to make yeah. it feel like there's a rumbling on the bridge. And that whole this whole page is great with the um rain effect too. What what you can't do digitally, huh? <laughs> I mean, I sometimes they have problems with digital art, but it really works in this comic. Yeah, it looks really good. Feel good Dark Warrior Duck in one of his Dark Warrior tanks. It looks great. And then we get the piece de resistance of this issue. The two page spread all the interdimensional dark wings attacking St. <laughs> Canard, and we do have to name all of them. <laughs> all so right. one thing we'll say right away, a lot of the dark wings are flying monkey dark wings from Wizard of Oz. There's a whole ton <laughs> of them here. Probably about six or seven yeah, of them. Did he just capture like a whole group of them from that one dimension? Looks like it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do you want to name all the ones on the first page? All right. Um, well, I have it as one page, but I'll try. Okay, so okay. we got one that looks like um, Mr. Fantastic. Or yeah. Elastigirl. Yeah. <laughs> and um, one that looks like Arachno Duck. One that looks like Fozzie. Um, one that looks like uh, him from Let's Get Respectable. The People's Protector. He is the supernova <laughs> yeah. at the center of the universe. You know? <laughs> Um, the sumo wrestler Darkwing and one of my personal fav favorites, um, Demolition Duck. Ooh, yeah. a master of terror, trust me. <laughs> Shadow puppetry. Love it. What a great episode. <laughs> and uh, you got one that's him with a giant top hat. I'm sure it's a reference, but I don't know to what. And then uh, you got him from... I don't remember the name of the episode, but where he's with Gizmo Duck and he makes his own Gizmo up, Duck up, up and awry. Yeah. And he like straight out copied the pose he makes in yeah, the costume. Totally. And then another one of my favorites, Jump and Clack Quack Flash. <laughs> oh, and, above, and above him is Roller Duck. Oh, yeah. Both from uh, Jailbird. Yeah. And the, <laughs> in the middle, we have Caveman Darkwing again. Then we've got Wally Darkwing. <laughs> And at the very bottom of the page, we have Darkwing as a mole. I think that's maybe it's supposed to be the Underminer. The Underminer. Oh, duh. Okay, lots of Incredibles references. We got Werewolf Darkwing. Uh, up at the top, we got Silver Surfer Darkwing again, although he's gold. I believe that's Batman and Robin Darkwing. Yeah. And a Thunderquack that looks like a TIE Fighter. We got Darkwing Doubloon. <laughs> Darkwing Doubloon oh, God that voice in that episode uh, Tinkerbell Darkwing 
Cyclops Darkwing, which I guess isn't really a reference to something. It's just Cyclops Darkwing. <laughs> and we got everything but the kitchen sink Darkwing. Actually, we do get the kitchen sink Darkwing, <laughs> which is a sink flying in the air with a Darkwing hat. <laughs> I think that's all of them, at least in this spread. Isn't this great? Yeah, I love it. I think Silvani really likes Fozzie because this is the second Fozzie reference <laughs> in only six issues. Love it, though. And and Boom was doing um, Muppet comics, too. So this is a nice little crossover thing. Uh, we get a couple more. We cut the launch pad on the next page, watching from the window. Uh, we get more flying monkeys, and we get Spaceman Darkwing again. I think, is that Tarzan Darkwing? I think. He has, like, the dreadlocks, kind of. And a purple dragon Darkwing, which... We're trying to figure out if that's any specific Disney dragon, but I don't think so. It's not Elliot. It's not Maleficent. It's not the Reluctant Dragon. So I just think it's a unique thing. Yeah. And a weird spaceship in the next panel that looks that, like a thunderquack with forward-facing pointed wings. Yeah, it I looks familiar, but I can't pinpoint what it is. Yeah, I apologize for having no idea what that is myself. So Launchpad calls the crime bots to become hero bots. And, you know, we see the short order, short order cook one, the uh, the landscaper, the personal injury one. They're all, like, jumping into action. <laughs> the um, landscaper crime bot just did a Pinocchio topiary. <laughs> and um, what happens next? We see Goslin's school. What's going yeah. on in Goslin's school? All the flying monkeys are... Um, causing havoc. and um, That's a lot of flying monkeys. <laughs> yeah, there's so many flying monkeys. and uh, Or flying ducks. <laughs> duck, duck monkeys? Monkey ducks? <laughs> um, and um, Goslin realizes it's time to break out Gosmo Duck. What's on her? What's on her lunchbox? He's got the Incredibles on her lunchbox. <laughs> Again, I think Boom was doing Incredibles comics. So they just the cross the cross promotions here are just writing themselves. <laughs> and then on our final page, Morgana zaps her and Darkwing away from um, Dark Warrior Duck back to the house. Oh yeah, and I love how her the um the cloud that she makes it says Pamp. <laughs> Instead how, of bamf. How would that sound? <laughs> Pamp. All right. I'll take your word for it. Uh, how do we end? Um, we get, uh, yeah, there's that back to the house. And you see another reference in the background of the, um, the what do you box. call it? The box that Grandma Hilda had in Snow White to for Snow White's heart for some reason. <laughs> Why does he have that in his house? <laughs> I don't know. Whose heart is in there? That's scary. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, you know, he, he says he's going to go into action. He's Darkwing Duck. He knows who he is. He's the one and only. I kind of don't like the dialogue here. It's a little cheesy. But you want to hear something funny? Even though the dialogue balloon was moved to somewhere else on the next panel, he pretty much says the same thing. In the definitively okay. dangerous. He he doesn't say I am Morgana's boyfriend. 
I think he says I am Morgana's smoothie bear or something like that. Why doesn't <laughs> he say honey, honey wampus? <laughs> Why doesn't he say honey wampus? Yeah. In the last issue, he calls her honey bunch. It's honey Here. wampus, guys. Yeah, that's weird. But the dialogue is pretty much the same. It's been reordered a bit, but he, when I read this, I'm like, I have to go back to Definitively Dangerous. He doesn't say this, does he? And I went there, I'm like, he does. He says the exact same thing. Hey, whatever. I, you know, all the changes can't be winners. But um, as we wrap up now, this one is better than issue five. Absolutely. Like, I like this one a lot. Me too. What would you rate it? I would actually give it a five. Nice. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go as high as you. I might give it a four and a half. But um, explain your rating. Um, I think, well, all the art, again, is amazing. I actually think it's possibly the best so far to me. Nice. Um, right. What was that? No, no, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> um, I, everything that happens in it is great. I think it's funny. And, yeah, there's not many problems that I have with the dialogue either. I th just think it's super fun. That's like the best way to describe it is fun. This yeah. Month. I mean, while the dialogue was improved for the most part in Definitively Dangerous, it's not really bad to start off. It's okay. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of like the big splash panels are fantastic. Like a lot of the one page stuff or the two page spread with all the dark wings going crazy. Like this stuff is fantastic. And this this is when things have built. And this is when... I think this might be the strongest out of the four issues. And, and the art is fantastic. It's fun to point out the references. I think I think it does go a little overboard, but it's fun. Yeah. So yeah, this is a great issue. Um, I remember reading this when it was brand new and like getting really excited as to what was coming next. Because this yeah. definitely this definitely ends on a really nice cliffhanger. So yeah, that's issue six. Wait, what um, was the rating? Did I say? I think I said four and a half. Oh. <laughs> I think. <laughs> it was either four and a half or four. My short-term memory is terrible. <laughs> but let's just go with a final score of four and a half from me. <laughs> so, next week we have issue seven, uh, which you know, more, lot more uh, different dark wings from different dimensions. We get some Gosmo duck. I even think we get to get a little bit of Honker comes back as well. And, you know, Darkwing fights negative. You know, lots of great stuff is happening. I'm not going to give it away. Uh, this is a this is in general a pretty strong story arc. Um, I don't know if it's as strong as the first one, but I think as far as action and just overall craziness, this is definitely the best one in terms of just what it packs in. Yeah, it's super fun. But that's issue seven. That's next week. And. Before we go, Tiffany, anything you want to uh, plug or just tell the fans where they can find you? Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram at Tiffany Silverbron and at Regurgitating Gertie. And I'm on YouTube at Radioact Tiffany. Awesome. Okay. And, you know, you guys know where to find me. And we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. We're on all podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes. You can watch us on YouTube. We're also on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podcast Radio Public, and Facebook. 
And you can, I haven't mentioned this in a while, you can join our communities on Facebook. We have one just for the podcast where we'll, you know, we post when episodes drop as far as character of the week and um, some news. And then we have a, a, a group page where anyone can post. And we also have communities on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. So if wherever your um, social media poison is, we're there for you. So with that said, Tiff, until next week, everybody stay dangerous. Bye. Take care, everybody. <laughs>